Hello, everybody. Welcome to Todd Perg's Toddler Purgatory. We're so happy you're here. This is Molly. Hey, hey, it's Blair. Why do I always sing my name like that? I just feel like Blair. Blair. It's Blair. That's good. You're like a neighbor from a sitcom. That's me. You're Miss Poole. <laughs> Hi. That's an old reference from Valerie's family. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Valerie. Say Valerie's something. Not Bernelli. Was Bernelli? I was just going to say Bert, not Bernelli. Not, not Bernelli. No, that's the other one. Valerie Thomas. Valerie. Valerie. She was on uh, Harper. 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 Valerie Harper. There she is. Woo. Oldie Locks Alert. <laughs> so today we're talking about a hot, hot topic in our households because our sons are both turning six within five days of each other. Hey, yo. And Blair, I don't, I can't speak for you. But I am not the kind of mom who plans birthday parties months ahead of time. Tutu, God bless, if you are that kind of mom. Turns out you are speaking for me. Oh, okay, great. (laughs) On the same page. Yeah, no, I'm like panicked. I do like the panic. I also like my timeline in my head is just off. I always feel like a month away is like plenty of time. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. And then I get like two weeks in, I'm like, whoops. That's me too. That's why last year, this year, I was frenetic about signing up for things like summer camp. It's because last year, yeah. I was on the normal Molly Lloyd timeline. And then this year, I realized I have a child and I had to book summer camp in January. Oh, I mean, I mean, it all like, that's like part of the whole parenting thing too that they don't tell you is that your timeline, it gets real skewed. And especially if you're not like timely person. Some people are so good at that. And I wish I had a sous-sant more of that in my personality. Oh, girl, me too. Me too. I'm going to show up to the party. I'll be there. I'm going to be late. <laughs> because you had to swing by Marshall's and get a present. I had to. I had to. Yes. Or the bank. Because all I had was 20s and a single and a couple quarters. Yes. Always. 53 CVS receipts. That's what you had in your wallet. <laughs> So we're talking about birthday parties today. It on the What Fresh Hell podcast Facebook page, as well as all other parenting podcast pages that I follow Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. parenting groups in general. It's a real hot topic. And I think it's so universal. If it's so frustratingly universal or universally frustrating, should I say, Mm -hmm. what are we doing? Okay. Well, let me break it down to you like this, because this like blew my mind a little bit. I was like looking up. I did the research this week, y'all. So this might be a, this might be a brat one. Anyway, don't you do it, Flair. <laughs> it's going to be great. Take it back. You're going to be awesome. Okay. Okay. So I was doing the research for this one this week and I didn't know where to start because my first instinct is I love my kid. I want to celebrate my kid. And my mom did a really great job with birthday parties when I was a kid. But like I said, my Blair timeline is like, ugh, right? And I have two. So it's just like, ugh, ugh. That's for two of them. So it's like, why do we even party in the first place? Like, where does the idea of partying, what are we doing? So I looked it up and The Atlantic had this really great article called The Strange Origins of American Birthday Celebrations. And they say like, you know, birthday parties were once held for pharaohs, nobility, and national heroes, rich people, blah, blah, blah. And that was it. That was (laughs) absolutely it. Oh, that's funny. But then the shift in the mid-19th century started with kids. Some scholars emphasize the increased attention that began to be lavished on individual children as families started having fewer kids. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Kids' birthday parties may have been an early hint of how American 
children were starting to be viewed as a less valuable economically, like as workers, and more valuable emotionally as family members. Ah, uh, like, oh, turns out we don't have to put you to work today. Turns out it's also your birthday. Let's have a little bit of a celebration. So we started putting kids on pedestals. Sit. And there they sit today. And there they sit. Thank you, mid-19th century. <laughs> and then industrialization. Here's, I mean, just things you don't think of, right? <laughs> industrialization also helped with the production of clocks. And as the 19th century progressed, the widespread production of household clocks and pocket watches made it possible for Americans to constantly know what time it was. What the heck did they do before that they looked at the sun? Yeah, sundials, I guess. And as more people followed schedules of factories, streetcars, and trains, they had more reason to watch the clocks. Therefore, they had more reason to know what time it was, like days, just concept of time. The concept of time with the production of clocks. Nuts. That's so funny because you think of clocks on the micro, like literally the like seconds, minutes, hours. Yeah. But it affected the ripple effect hit calendars. So they started figuring that's wild to me. I had no idea. Isn't that wild? Me either. I didn't even think it at all. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense. So just basically kids stopped working the factories, became more important. And then we start telling time. And having less kids. That's interesting, too. Like, wasn't there something in, I can't remember if it was Angela's Ashes or another book where in, so it took me, I know, heartbreaking, amazing book. Was it in that one or another one where like the kid's birthday, there were, you know, 10 or 12 kids around the table. And I think, unless I'm conflating two books, but I feel like one of the kids, it was his birthday and they were all eating um, soda bread. But because it was during the depression, there was only one raisin in it. So the birthday kid got it. Oh, something like that. <laughs> oh, gosh. <gasps> I don't know what that is. It sounds very, it could be Angela's ashes. I feel like that's just like apropos for that. And if it wasn't Angela's Ashes, it was Angela's Ashian. Like it's in some way like that. <laughs> it's Ashian. Yeah, it sure is. Oh gosh, oof. But yeah, that's like that's how we started celebrating. And this just in the song that we sing, "Happy Birthday," mm -hmm. that is copyrighted. It is. Isn't even a hundred yet. No, I thought it's it, like coming up on a hundred. Is that way on all the sitcoms they go happy, happy, happy day that you were born. You are exactly right. It is why it's hard to find it, like, on Spotify. You can't find, like, people singing Happy Birthday because it's copyrighted, my friends. Yes. My friends. <laughs> Blair was about to say... <laughs> I was about to say my no-no An word. adult word. I was about to say another yeah. And now, let's not turn a blind eye on... Oh, the effects of social media and keeping up with the Joneses Ugh. on how beautiful slash picturesque slash postable your party for your one year old is. Right. Exactly. You know how many parties I remember? I can remember two. Maybe two. One was when I turned 10 because I had a big old pool party at a house that I then. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I turned 11 at a house that we then moved from like two weeks later. So we were like, I knew I was leaving. I was like, you know, all my friends were there from fifth grade. I was going to sixth grade at a different school. It was very, it's a core memory for me because it was so bittersweet to have all my friends. Aww. It was so fun and so sad. And then the following year, some of them were at my birthday party at the new house, you know, but oh gosh, heartbreaking. And then the other one I remember is when I turned 15 because that's the first birthday that I had. Boys there. Boys. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't think I remember anything before 10. I don't remember any birthdays when I was little. Little. I don't think so. I do remember one. I had one. I don't know if I was turning four or five, but my dad dressed up as a clown. (sighs) Oh, no. Were you terrified? He terrified everyone. I definitely know that he was not into the idea. And for some reason, he wasn't like making like he wasn't speaking like a normal human. He was doing this thing. so weird. Was his name like Nini the Clown or something? I don't know. It was all I remember is that he was wearing like jogging shorts, like 1980s, like hot pant jogging shorts. <laughs> get it, dad. And it, get it, dad. And a t-shirt. And this black man had like white <laughs> makeup and he's going, Nini, 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 Nini. How weird is that? That's weird. Clearly a core memory for me. Clearly a core memory for me. Oh, man. Well, and don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think that birthday parties have to purely be for the kid to remember it. Absolutely not. Mm -mm. And I feel the same way about vacations. I don't think anyone should save a beautiful vacation until their kid is like, quote unquote, old enough to remember it. Because we all have to live our lives. And you know your girl loves a party. I love a party. Love a party. But I think we can manage expectations, you know, in, in certain ways. And like, for instance, just comparing my son's one year old birthday party to his five-year-old birthday party. Mm -hmm. When he turned one, we borrowed like a small awning from my parents for the backyard. You know, one of those like, not a tent because it doesn't have any sides, but it's just the top. We put that in our backyard. I had read somewhere, and I wonder if we'll get into this later as well, but like when your kid is particularly young, the birthday party only needs to be 90 minutes to two hours. Yeah. And they say, I remember looking this up when he was turning one because I was like, how much do I have to do? He's one. They say, put the end time on there because then people can plan on the party. They know it's, I think ours was, I think, 2 to 3.30. Yeah. And people got there at 2 and they left at 3.30. This is also Pennsylvania where nobody's late for anything. (laughs) But everybody's so timely. It's incredibly frustrating for someone who's chronically late like myself. (laughs) But that was awesome. And it only, somebody even said, like, you could do for a one-year-old's birthday an hour in the park. Like, that could be okay. Particularly if you have other one-year-olds or babies there. Yeah. It's really, really hard. It's hard to get kids there. It's hard to plan naps, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, like, keep it reasonable. And I think we just had uh, snacks, and then we brought out ice cream and cake and sang, and then everybody left. That was it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was great. It was great. And then when he turned five, we did it in the park. We had a pavilion in the park. We got pizzas and cupcakes, and we had the – I think I told you about this, Blair. We had the activity also be the – gift that they leave with, the parting gift. You know how sometimes you have yep. gift bags and stuff, which my son loves. Don't get me wrong. My son loves gift bags. So whenever we go to a party and there's a gift bag, he's so excited. What we chose to do was the activity. My husband led it and they made, it was loosely a Star Wars Legos party. And okay, my son loves Star Wars Legos. And so we've got pool noodles and we and a million stickers and a million different colors and patterns of like essentially duct tape. Mm -hmm. You can buy them at the hardware store. So we had like sparkly silver ones and sparkly blue and leopard print and zebra print and all this other stuff and a ton of stickers and Sharpies and other things. And they just decorated their own lightsabers. Then we had that. So it was the activity was not only the art of kids creating their own like quote unquote lightsabers out of pool noodles and stickers and tape and markers. Then we had an, a huge pool noodle fight in the park where kids just ran around like crazy. That was our each other. activity. And then they all left with armfuls. You can get pool noodles for 25 cents at Walmart. They left with armfuls, four, five, 
pool noodles covered that they had decorated themselves. It was so fun and so simple. That was my husband's idea. Kudos, David. But I guess my point is like, as they get older, it can get a little bit, you got to entertain them a little bit more. One-year-olds can just sit in the dirt or whatever. But I still think you can keep it fairly simple, fairly reasonably priced and have a great time. Yeah. But I'll come to your pretty party. I'll come to your pretty party. Yeah. According to Google, the average parent spends about $400 on a birthday party for their child, which... See, that's not too bad. That's not too bad, but it's also like the average like parent. Like, that's loose. But, I mean, we, you do. They're 100 bucks right there, you know, if you get five pizzas or whatever. But anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no. You know what I did for my daughter's and my son's first birthdays? Nothing. <laughs> I didn't do a single thing. I did like, I think this is the first time they ever had cake. So I bought them each like, there's this cute little cupcake shop near us. So I bought them each a cupcake. Like a little smash cake. Yeah. And they ate it and they loved it. Anyway, listen, here's the thing. Celebrations of whatever kind, but most importantly, birthdays. They spark joy. Yes, they do. They're, They're time for inviting family and friends and getting together with family and friends. And honor the people we love with the things that we value, right? And overall, it makes you feel good between the ages of 1 and 21. And then after 21, you just celebrate the fact that you're getting old. No. No. I agree. I love birthday parties. I love celebrations of all kinds. And also, I do think for those parents who really love, who really get into it, like, I kind of love that too. I think birthday parties are so particular. Like to the person and also to the time. We cannot deny that for the past two and a half years, it has felt very risky to have a party. Yeah. Even outside for a while. Right. Yeah. And so that was I maybe that was part of the joy that I feel from last year's party, not only because all the parents <laughs> got along with each other, <laughs> like we had such a good time. Nobody, not many people really knew each other. So we kind of lucked out. The kids got along great. We had a really fun activity. We were outside in September It was gorgeous, and it was a public gathering, Mm -hmm. which our hearts longed for, and perhaps in many ways still are. Yeah. You know, we're still in the pandemic here. So I agree, and if it's an excuse to get human beings together and socializing and looking into each other's eyes, and if it's, you know, if everybody's healthy, giving hugs or whatever, like, you're right, it does spark joy. Yeah, for sure. It does. Birthdays can be our beautiful things. And to see the kids just glowing up there, so proud that they made it to eight or whatever, like, (laughs) they're like, yes. Exactly. Yes. It is beautiful. And then there's... I think it has gotten a little crazy, but... Yeah. It's... I mean, there are... I mean, here it is. And like you said, like social media, there's some things that we see and it's just like, wait. At least I know for me when I'm planning, even now I'm in the planning stages for my son's sixth birthday. And I go, I seesaw between like, ah, I'm going to do this or "Eh, I'm not going to do that. And then I'm scrolling Pinterest and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, should I be doing this? I didn't do enough. I didn't do... When we come back... We'll talk about why we don't necessarily love kids' birthday parties. And sometimes we do, because we also get cake. (laughs) Truth. We'll be right back. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. 
It's January, and for me, that means New Year's resolutions. I don't know about you, but eating more healthy foods is always on the top of my goal list. Eating healthy is now easier with Hungry Root, and right now, Hungry Root is offering Toddler Purgatory listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Hungry Root makes it easy to eat healthy. They support all the major diets and lifestyles, including gluten-free, vegan-vegetarian, dairy-free, low-carb, and others. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. I love that Hungry Root recommends recipes and groceries based on my taste. I like to take their suggestions, and I always love what I get. My favorite are their burritos. I can quickly heat up a burrito and have lunch with no hassle. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Toddler Purgatory listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash toddler. Don't forget to use our link so they'll know we sent you. Hey, everybody, we're back on Toddler Purgatory talking about birthday parties and why we don't necessarily love them. Even, even though we know at their heart, they do spark joy and kids love them. They do. And it's good for them. They socialize. There's a, there's a bunch of pluses. Let's talk about the minuses. I mean, here's the thing. They can be expensive. Mm-hmm. The average parent might spend $400. And some parents that are just as perfectly average don't have that kind of money. You know? Yeah. Time constraints. You know, your weekends are your only time to really like hang out with your family. And it's like, okay, now I got to plan this and you know, whatever. It could be a lot. They're awkward. Let's be honest. For me, sometimes, and I'm a social butterfly, but sometimes, especially last year, because my son, my son's birthday is at the beginning of the year. So the first day, so it was like the first couple of weeks of kindergarten. We knew no one. Oh, at the beginning of the school year. Yes. Yeah. So I invited his kindergarten class and it was fine. It was lovely, but it was like a lot of like small talk and, you know, a little awkwardness. And it was great for the kids. It was great for the kids. But, you know, sometimes it could be a little awkward for adults. You know, you know, and at the flip side of that, too, because I consider myself a friendly person, but I don't always I feel you know, everybody feels nervous, I guess. But socially, sometimes I'm like, I think I'll just hide. Thank you anyway. <laughs> but when, because when we moved here, I was eight and a half months pregnant. So when he started going to school and kids started turning to turning three, the invite was in everybody's mailbox because that's your kid's social circle other than, you know, your parent, like the parents' friends and their kids or whatever. And I have to be honest, I made myself go to those parties, say yes, bring my son, even if, or especially if I didn't know the parents and some parties were a good opportunity to meet other people and other parties were less so simply because not because anybody was unfriendly because in general, most people are pretty nice and want to talk to you, you know, but it sometimes it was just based on the activities that were happening, how much supervision, if my son was being a more or less clingy, more or less disruptive, whatever, he's not really a disruptive kid, but So, but I I will say the flip side of it being awkward is also that there are some opportunities. And I think one of my close friends who I met through my son, because her son and he are still wonderful friends since they were two years old from school, I believe I met her at a birthday party. And if I hadn't gone, I would never have known that that mom over there at the pickup line 
it was someone who I would vibe with. So it can be scary, but it can also be one of the only opportunities you might have as a new parent to meet other people going through the same thing. Yeah. Fighting that isolation of motherhood, fighting the isolation of parenthood. So you got to weigh the awkwardness with the opportunity. And listen, for me, it was like a way to get info about the school. And the inner workings of the school because they had like... Oh, because he had just started. Yeah. Yeah, because he just started and then there were parents who had older kids and they knew what was up. Or like those parents that are like really like homeroom parents, like class parents. Yes. And they give you all the deets and all the dirt. I'm just like, yes, do tell me more as I sip my seltzer while Looney Louie does some, you know, balloons for the kids. This one's for me. Sugared up kids. Oh, as a con. Yes. As a con. It's like the sugaring of kids. And something that I don't like to do is I don't like to give the kids too much sugar because then you're kind of like, you know, party's over. You have to deal with your own kids, but then you're just like sending these sugared up kids back home. And it's, I don't know. I just think that's kind of unfair. Yeah. That's just me. I want them to have a good time, but just like to leave them. Like we've been to some parties where it's like, we're going to have cake and cookies and cupcakes. And we're sending you home with a bag full of candy. And it's like, don't do that to me. Don't you dare do that to me. Damn it. That's a good point. Maybe choose one. Choose one. I am with you. I also have to say that I sometimes show up at a party and I'm like, have a great time, my man, my D-man. Totally. And so he's like, can I have another cupcake? I'm like, yeah, man, you only live once. And do I pay for it later? Absolutely. For sure. But there's some kind of wild abandon that happens to me when I show up at a kid's birthday party where I'm like, yes, do yeah. it. Come Take on. one bite of your pizza and then go back on the play area. Do yeah. it. <laughs> And then plus all the other kids are doing it too. You don't want to like yeah. kill your kids, which I tried to do. And then like, I look at my kid and he's like, please, please. Can I have that cookie? I'm it's like, hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Okay. So those are the cons. Mm -hmm. There probably are more, but I tend to err on the side of let's just celebrate. Let's make this yeah. a joyful thing. It's a big deal. And also, can I just sidebar? It's a big deal for us, too, Molly. It is my birth giving day. Thank you very much. It is your. Yeah, it's our birthing day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in my case, my son was born on my birthday. So birthday stealer, birthday stealer. So celebration for all of us, right? Yes, that's a good point. So here we are. So we want to have a party. And I figured we throw this in there. Only because I am so bad at the party planning thing. And if you are getting started and don't know where to start, I figure here's a little something that I found on the interweb. Oh, yeah. And it's all about like, it's really specific and it gives you great tips. And I'm like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's just see. How does one plan a party? Right. So six to eight weeks prior right? Oh, I'm already in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Molly, me too. I was reading this. I was like, oh, okay, well, just, you know, this will be for the people who are on top of things. Yep. So six to eight weeks prior, they say, determine your budget. Oh, that's good. Choose a theme if you want to do a theme and pick your guest. Okay, done. Check, check. Three to five weeks prior, send out invitations. Whoop, I'm behind. I'm behind. I'm behind. Fine. Forget it. Arrange food, acquire decorations and plan activities. Okay. So that's the whole party. I'm done. Is there more? Two weeks prior. Oh, no. Buy favors and just settle your menu. Right? Okay. Three to five days prior. I'm telling you, this is specific. I know. I'm the same way. But I'm like, it's good. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. It's, it's good, good to hear. It's good to hear. And you know what's so funny is like, I feel like some people listening to this and being like, 
Dublin. Yeah, they're like, of course, you guys. Of course, this is how you do it. Get it together. We'll put the link to this list that she's talking about in the in our show notes. It is from Birthday Party Timeline from thespruce.com. Oh, I love the spruce. The spruce is so great. Three to five days. I love this. Call people who haven't RSVP'd. Because don't you be showing up to my party. You ain't told me you ain't there. And I don't have a party favor for your child. Or I don't got a cookie for your child. <sighs> We're in trouble. Write a rough order of the party, which I think is so smart. Because then you have something to like look at. So it's not like, what's next? Uh, 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 bring in, I don't know, get the pizza, get the, you know, it's like you're scrambling. Yeah. Write a rough draft. Oh, this is a good one. Go through old toys to donate before new ones come in. Oh, that is good. Smart. I would almost say that I, we should start that now. Like, I feel like that's something that could start now. Start now. Yeah. Because that's hard for me. And also, my son is home so much, obviously, not during the week when he's at school, but like on times when I have time to do that. And everything is special to me. Mama, it is so special to me. That's special. And it ha- of course it is. Oh, this toy you haven't played with in nine months? You didn't even know it existed until I held it up. Didn't even know. Yeah. So that's my bad. I know. Again, parents are probably listening, being like, Molly. Duh. Why would you ever do that when your child is there? I don't know. Because we try to involve him in things and he's the only child. He has nobody else to play with. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Trash it while he's at school. But that's a good one to donate. I love that. I love. I'm definitely taking that tip. Yeah. And then one to due days prior, you're going to order your food, wrap gifts, and grab all the odds and ends that you need. Duh. Duh. Uh, Duh, Blair Molly. And then this is smart. So the day of the party, there was a list of things, but I picked out the three that like stood out to me in my scatterbrained. Charge all electronics. Duh. If you got your phone, make sure it's charged up. If you got a portable speaker. That's a really good point. Make sure that thing's charged up. If you got one of those fancy cameras that get charged, make sure everything's charged. If you got one of those fans that you hook around your neck and blows on your face, charge it up, Chris. Make sure you charge it up. Charge it up, Chris. I'm about to. That's what I was born to do. Put candles and lighter in place while you'll remember where they are. Oh, yes. That's good. How many parties have we been to or hosted? <laughs> you're like, where, who's, does it, hi, does anyone have a lighter? I've had, I had a lad matches. How many? Figure it out. Put it somewhere. Can I tell you something? Every party needs a David Miller. That's my husband. What? Does he always have a lighter on him? Color coded bins. There we go. We're talking scissors. We're talking thumbtacks. We're talking scotch tape. Scotch tape. If you need them for the balloons or if somebody's present opens and they didn't have enough tape, don't worry. David Miller's got it. Oh, oh candles, lighters, spare lighter in case that lighter doesn't work. That's good. Lighter don't light. Meanwhile, I'm running around like a chicken with a head cut off and David's like, nah, color-coded bins, Molly. And I'm like, get out of my face. It's birthday party day. <laughs> It's a day of everything has to be done. I didn't have a timeline. (laughs) So smart. And then they also say, take a bunch of pictures before people come. Like, so take pictures of the setup, take pictures of the cake before you cut it or whatever you have. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Right. And spend time with your kid taking in this like party moment before the chaos comes in. Because then, you know, because by the time... The kids get there. It's like screaming nonsense, sugaried up nonsense for a couple hours. And then it's all over. And it's over. And you're like, dagnabbit, I didn't get a picture of this. Or I didn't get a picture. You know what I mean? So take that time beforehand. You know, I love that list. I'm definitely going to reference that list again 
our party now is probably, I think, five weeks away. So I'm kind of at the top of the list, but I need to get going. And I just want to mention one thing. I don't know if anybody listening needs to hear this or it needs, you know, it's not permission in any way, but I want to give you the green light. Blair and I have talked about this. We talked earlier about what? <laughs> to do nothing. To do nothing. Yes. Do something else that's special. The other thing I was going to say is we talked earlier about inviting your whole class. Our sons are turning five. I think Blair and I are in agreement that you don't have to invite everybody anymore. Like, you don't want to exclude anybody. Mm-hmm. See, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? It's about exclusion. I'm in, like, this is the thing. I'm in peril this year because his kindergarten class got split up. Oh. Into two first grades. Doesn't imperil mean you're in danger? Are you in danger? I'm in danger, Molly. I'm in danger, girl. <laughs> I love a good ghost reference. Because. Ooh, Molly. Ooh, Molly, you in danger, girl. I. <laughs> it's autumn sunrise. Don't you like it? Go. I could give you ghosts all day long. Please stop me. Oh, I said ghosts. It's ghost. You're right. Singular. I was thinking of the CBS <laughs> sitcom. <laughs> it, they're in two different classes now. So who does he stay close to? Who's his friend? Some of his best friends are now in the other class. So I have to now invite the entire first grade. Oh, because I don't want to exclude people. Blair, that sounds insane. Oblano to me. I know it is. But what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I don't know. Invite just his friends. Oh, well, that's what I was going to say. You don't have to invite. What do they do when they get to school? When they start talking about it. It's called life, kids. Ha! <laughs> That's, That's life. True. No, but you have a very good point. I'm being silly because you actually do have a very good point. And I think that's where I am right now with my planning for my son's party. He just started kindergarten at a new school. He has two or three buddies from his old school. He doesn't necessarily keep in touch with them. He's five. They don't have cell phones. Thank goodness. Right. Yet. So it's really up to me. So I'm like, and I love the parents of these kids that he was really close to. And a couple of them, I do like kind of text and stuff. So I'm kind of, so I'm in that predicament of he doesn't go to school with them anymore. It's kind of a lot of pressure on me because I'm like, do I reach out to those parents mm-hmm. and have their kids come who he may be like, oh, I haven't seen this guy in a while. You know what I mean? It's so hard to do that. I think we're down to like, we've already come up with an invite list and there's like seven or eight kids on it. I know he's just started a kindergarten and I know when it comes really close to the party, he's going to say, hey, mom, is so-and-so coming, which is a brand new friend. At a brand new school that he just started a month ago who I hadn't heard about yet. So I am with you. I'm with you. Listen, Molly, it's over. It's over this year. This is You're actually in a very sweet spot because next year he's going to know a ton of kids. He's going to know a ton more kids and you're going to have to invite these kids. And then first grade, they're going to split them up. They don't split them up. Hopefully they'll all be in the same class again and then you won't have an issue. See where I'm going with this? See where I'm going with this? I think so. I guess you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't. Like, that's the bottom line with how, who to invite and how many. You just got to follow your gut. When my son turned... And your budget. And your budget. And your time. I mean, how much time do you have to give to this? There's different budgets. It's a time budget and it's a money budget. For sure. For And it's an emotional sure. budget. And as we talked about, do our kids remember? Are they going to remember? If they, you know, like, if we want to give them something, give it to them and help yourself. There was a little girl from my son's old class who or two classes ago. So it was in the same school. He had changed classrooms. They were not that close in the classroom for whatever reason. They ran in different circles and he moved to a different classroom. When she had a party and invited his close friends from that class, did I take it personally? No. Absolutely not. I do kind of feel like parents are like, who cares? Like, 
we have three parties this weekend. Like, uh, thank you. Yeah. But then there are some people that maybe, you know, which I shouldn't care about, but it's, it's my little tiny empathetic heart. They're like, oh, I don't want anybody to feel left out. You mean even parent-wise? Yeah, even parent-wise. I know, no, no, I do too. And, and I worry about the kids at school too. Ugh. That's why you got, if you got to invite everybody, it's almost like you have to think about per kid budget. Yeah. So if you have five kids you want to have at the party, maybe you can have a magician. If you have 50 kids you got to invite, 25, 30 of which will show up, maybe you do cupcakes and apple juice in the park. That's the thing. I think either, and both of those are so valid. We're not going nuts. We're doing it after school, right? It's going to be an hour and a half, two hours tops. I'm giving them a snack so I'm not ruining anybody's dinner on a Friday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. I'm not giving them a bunch of sugar because they're already going to have a snack, maybe, and give them a little something to take home. And I think we're going to get a balloon magician. So we have entertainment, running around in the park, take a snack, sayonara. Perfect. You got to do what's right for you. And also, I want to give kudos yet again, and I hope you know that I'm very sincere in this, with the parents, moms, caretakers, whomever, who genuinely delight. Who do it. Who do it. And I'm like, I go to those parties and I'm like, thank you. And they they find great joy in it. <laughs> Obviously, Blair and I are both sort of like, all right, we've got to get through this. Get it, do it. But I think some moms slash parents are really good at this. They love the planning, they have the gorgeous balloon sculptures. They are on Etsy six months before. Oh, as you should be. You have timelines. You are smart. Mm-hmm. You are smart. You are smart. We are dumb. <laughs> and I just want to give, in all honesty, a real high five to you because I think that's awesome. I do wish I had a little bit more of that in me. And then I do feel like after the party, sometimes I regret the things I didn't do. Like I think to myself, I could have, why did I just get the cupcakes at the supermarket? I could have right. budgeted time to make those cupcakes. So I think that's another way I want to support our listeners right now is to say to you, do your best with not kicking yourself afterwards. You did your best with what you had available to you in that moment, whether it be energy, cash, time, whatever it is. And we sh- we cannot kick ourselves. And if we decide after a, a low-key party that we want to go big next year, then go big next year. I also have a dear friend who has three kids and she does birthday party for each of them, what each of them per year. So like the oldest kid got a birthday party. The other two kids have small, fun family parties. The next year, the middle mm. kid gets a party. Oh, okay. That's smart. That's smart. That's smart. That's smart. So she does it that way. Yeah. It's a lot. And then the other kids do get a special day. So it's not as if on their birthday, they're like, you get the raisin <laughs> from the bread. They get a special day. They just don't get the, the birthday party. And I think that's pretty awesome too. And that's works for their family. So, uh We'll be right back, everybody. You're doing great. The bottom line is we're doing great. See you in a minute. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, 
we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Welcome back, everybody. So Blair, when you were looking at birthday party stuff, is there any way to make birthday parties easier? Yeah. Like, is there a way to like, what can we do to make this not feel like a chore, but like to be fun and to look forward to the preparation and not yeah. have it be so much of a drag it's if it is one? Basically, just like how to survive it, how to just like get through it and do it and enjoy it on your end and as well. Um, as well as a guest. Yeah. As, as well as a guest. Just some quick tips on how to survive it is um, have a plan. Don't go at it willy nilly like I do sometimes. Are that brain. Do that three to eight weeks before, you know, do all that stuff. Don't make the party long. Do not make the party long. I am raising the roof right now. Two hours tops, y'all. I'm telling you. First of all, you will have to keep everyone satiated with food and beverages that long. And if you have a small budget or if you're, you know, whatever your budget is, you have to, you know, keep that in mind. Also, entertainment. The kids are going to run around and do their thing and if you have entertainment and they're like, usually entertainment, I would know this because I'm looking up entertainment for my kids party. The entertainment only does one hour to an hour and a half. And then it's extra after that, right? So it's like, just keep it small because you don't want to gas yourself or your kids or your party goers out and pick activities that are age specific. So don't have beer pong at a five year old party. <laughs> just kidding. What? <laughs> what? But what am I going to do at that party? But it's about me. It is my birth giving day. <laughs> and I'm going to drink as much today as I did the day he was born. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Just kidding. I had um, 45 hours of labor. I wasn't drinking anything. Not a thing. But not a thing. Not a thing. Empty. And this one was good. Provide simple snacks. Unless you're having like a sit down, like pizza, you know, keep it simple. Go to Costco, grab some hummus and pretzels, you know, grab some bag of chips. Keep it simple. Don't put that pressure on yourself. And especially if you're having like a, a runaround party. Also, it keeps it like, you know, just like picking chips out of a bag and whatnot. It's not anything that they have to put on a plate. Let's clean up for you. Love it. Keeping it simple. But, um, this is one, this is a personal one. When it comes to gifts, I personally collect gifts. If they bring gifts, first of all, thank you to people who bring gifts to my kids. He don't need them. He don't need them. She don't need them. But thank you to whomever brings them. But what I do is I bring a big old like black garbage bag. And while they're running around, I throw the bag, the gifts in the bag. And then I go sprint to the car. And I put so that they completely forget throughout the party because I don't like to do the opening gifts at the party. And then when we get home and we have calm moment, we sit down, we unwrap gifts and I take a picture of him or her with the gift. And I send that as my text. Thank you for coming and great gift. Gosh, you're good. I know. I'm full of speaking of gifts. <laughs> Blair and I found this on the What Fresh Hell podcast group. Facebook page. I couldn't remember. I was going to say website on the Facebook page. Website. And a listener named Leslie 
said, bringing up everyone's favorite topic again, birthday parties, specifically fivers. For those of you who aren't familiar with the concept, a fiver is when you suggest that guests give your child $5 instead of a gift because you don't want a bunch of new toys, your child has enough, plastic, junk, etc., etc. And we all know that parents could use a break from spending money on gifts for other people's children. She asked, has anyone actually done this? The response is 32 responses, essentially, yes, or different variations on that. And she's doing it for her kid who's turning six, just like mine and Blair's kids. But she's not sure how to word the invitation. She said she's mentioned it casually to a few moms in passing, and everyone seems all for it. But there'll be classmates and other new friends on the invite, so I don't want to offend or be too tacky, which I think was a really great question, Leslie. So thank you for putting that in. And yeah, amongst those 32 responses... Some people have heard it called different things or phrased differently or that kind of thing. But what most people said was that you can lean into on the invite or in talking to people in passing the fact that it's a fiver towards something so that it's not as if they're not contributing to a gift in some way. Like you could say, oh, it's for a new bike or it's for a Nintendo Switch or it's for, you know, he wants to go to Legoland next year and this will be his spending money, you know, something like that. And then you feel like you're part of this. And then that actually, Blair, kind of what, to what you're talking about, that could be a really fun thing is if people are contributing, say, towards a new bike or towards a trip to Legoland is to take a picture of your kid on that trip or with that gift and then send that with the thanks for coming to the party. A week later, we got him the new bike and it was thanks to all of you, your contribution, et cetera. So you can link that gift in with it and it won't feel impersonal in any way. Also, there were a couple of responses, Blair, as Blair and I discovered, where people said, listen, I also think there's value in your child learning about selecting a gift for another person to learn about giving. For sure. Selflessly. Yeah. Or as my son calls it, he goes, you can get, uh, he had a friend's birthday party a couple weeks ago. He said, you can get this one because I already have it. And I was like, Dude, you can't base <laughs> presents for other kids. Oh, okay. And then there was another woman there. Like she was a mom, but her kids weren't with her. She started laughing behind her mask. I could like see her laughing and I caught her eye and she goes, this is why I can never bring my kids. I can't. They're too personally linked. It's too personal. I said, I know. <laughs> I know this is the only time I had. It was so funny. But I think there's value in all those things. Yeah. It's all about them. And you know, also my son's, some of his relatives send him a card every year and it has cash in it and it's his age plus one to grow on. So when he turned three, they sent him $4. It's the perfect gift. It's so sweet. It's so, I just love it so much. I love it so much. So there's a lot of different gift options, particularly this is kind of birthday party season. I guess, I guess every season is birthday party season, but because of the good weather. And so I feel like we don't have to go broke, (laughs) right? Like it's more about, yeah, we don't have to, you, yeah, you really don't or make them something. I mean, you know, if it's my kid loves art. He loves drawing, you know, make him a nice card and then throw in a fiver. You know, it's doable. It's all doable. And as a host, feel free to have a fiver party, I say. That's my vote. You can also offer it as an option. Yes. You can say gifts are always appreciated, never necessary. Your presence is your present. Your presence is your present. However, if you'd like to pitch in five bucks toward a new bike, we're accepting donations in the basket in the corner or whatever, you know, (laughs) however you want to put it. You guys, if you want to laugh, please you got to check out this, <laughs> this webpage that I found. It's from filterfreeparents.com. Holy, okay. holy cuckoo bananas. It is hilarious. And the name of the website or the article is, this is why none of us really love kids' birthdays. The things she has in there is so funny. I was laughing out loud. Some of it slightly inappropriate for 
our Todd Perks family. But wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Go ahead and watch it. Go ahead. See you over there. Get to see, see you there. It's really funny. She's got some really funny things in there. So we'll put that in the show notes too. Listen. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes for you. Listen, you got this. It's going to be fun regardless. It's going to be memories for your kids and for your family regardless. Just, you know, budget it, your time and your money well, and go for it. Do it. Do what you can. And do what you can. And I think that's the thing is to take the pressure off of the keeping up with the Joneses the social media pictures, all that stuff, as much as you can, because I know this is a struggle for me. That's why I'm recommending it to you is like, we will do what we can to kind of step away from that and be like, this is what I can do. This is like how much I can do right now. Yes. What can I do right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And whatever you do, your kids have no idea. Like they'd be so excited to wake up to streamers and balloons and like pancakes. Like that's incredible to them. That is earth shaking. So... You know, try to take the pressure off yourself. I know how it is socially, those things that you feel like you have to do, but you can find magic in all kinds of places. It doesn't have to be the perfect birthday party. Keep the joy high and the expectations low. Yeah, I love that. Let them run around with blue frosting on their faces. That's it. That's all. It's all about blue frosting. That's all about blue frosting. Thank you all so much for being here, Todd Perks family. If you think of it, if you can throw a rating or review up uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, we'd appreciate it. We always appreciate you either way. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, You'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.